Hey there, Spidey fans, it's me, Stanley. Nope, not Stanley, just regular old Stanley. I'm here to tell you about an exciting contest presented by the Hot Blooded Challenger Club podcast. You could win original artwork from the ultimate Spider-Man. Wow, look at all that great art. All you have to do is join the Hot Blooded Challenger Discord and then click on over to the contest and giveaway channel. It's free, but hurry, contest ends June 30th. So click the link, read the rules, and enter to win this fantastic prize by animationlegends.com. Excelsior! Let's go! Roger! What's a robot, first of all? What's a robot, first of all? This is 20XX, a video game review show for the Mega Man series. Each episode, we'll review one Mega Man title as nominated by you, and we'll rank said title on our master list of greatest Mega Man games of all time. You can check out that list yourself at MegamanRanking.com. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... Keith the Robo-Duke. Hey, Keith! Hey, man, how's it going? It's just us again, me and you, talking Mega Man. John's not here? What happened? Well, you know, John said some disparaging things about Kilkenny recently, and I wasn't aware that 30% of our listenership in Ireland was made up of Kilkenny. What, really? Yes, so I got a lot of angry emails, DMs, tweets. Wow. So uh, we had to take some sort of action to satisfy our very fantastic listeners from Kilkenny. Uh, so John is suspended until next episode. Oh, okay. So we'll, so we'll see how, how we do in Kilkenny if the numbers uh, drop. We're, gonna, right. we're, we're, we're not going to have to bring him back, or, or we'll have to and, bring and him back, I wonder. 20XX happens to be uh, a favorite among the listeners of Kilkenny, so it seemed only right for John to be suspended off of this program mm. until further notice. All right, sounds good. We, we wish him well in all his future endeavors on Saturday Morning Crunch. <laughs> this week, we are talking Rockman and Forte. Although, if you're in a private chat with the two of us, maybe you've heard it called Mega Man and Forte or Rockman and Bass, because for whatever reason, I kept mixing up the names in my mind. I was doing that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I was thinking about playing the game, I was, you know, talking with people like, yeah, I'm working on a upcoming episode for, you know, Mega Man and Forte. And I mean, no one knew what I was talking about anyway, because this is a bit of an obscure Mega Man game. Not as obscure as Mega Man DOS, but it's definitely on the fringes since it doesn't really fit into any chronology. Well, it does. This game is supposed what? to take place between Mega Man 8 and Mega Man 9. It happens directly after the events of Mega Man 8. Huh, which was on the PlayStation. Which was on the PlayStation. So you can't call it Mega Man 9 because we're on a console that came before it and this game came out two years after Mega Man 8 but on older hardware. Let's get into it. This was developed by Capcom, published by Capcom, and it falls into the platformer action adventure genre, or Mega Man, because let's be honest, Mega Man's its own genre. Uh, historically speaking, this uh, game was developed to be a sort of bridge for younger gamers, evidently, according to Inafune, who had not yet made the jump to the PlayStation or Sega Saturn. However, Inafune also claims that this game was meant to be as hardcore as possible. <laughs> so a little a little sweet and sour with your Happy Meal kids. <laughs> well, you know, it's how are kids going to uh, are going to grow up get strong? Good. Yeah, or get good. Yeah, in the modern sense, Inafune <laughs> was doing the Dark Souls thing way before Dark Souls came out, man. Yeah. <laughs> the development team was composed of both seasoned and new Capcom employees, which might explain some of the balancing issues. I think we both experienced playing the game. It does feel like a weird composition of multiple Mega Man games, which 
would make sense because you have these older uh, generation Capcom employees who worked on the earlier titles and now these guys who were probably had worked on Mega Man 8 because uh, I was about to say they were they could have been working on Mega Man 9 and then I thought wait no that didn't happen until 10 years later right <laughs> It's a weird... I can't believe they they were really expecting to make a Mega Man 9 then. My research didn't really get that far into it. I'm not sure why not, Like Mega Man as a core series sat on a shelf for so long. I suspect it's probably because X was supposed to take the reins, but then Capcom dipped their toe back into the pool with Mega Man 7. So they were kind of painting themselves into the, a corner with the series. I, in my research too, you, there's not a lot about this game. Like I, I couldn't find much out about if they had any plans going forward on this game. Also because every time you look up Rockman and Forte, it gives you the Game Boy Advance release that yes. came out in 2002 as a part of the Mega Man 15th uh, year anniversary. And like Sonic's 15th year anniversary where they celebrated uh, Sonic by putting Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis on the GBA, Mega Man and Base on the GBA is also dog shit. Oh, really? Yeah, because when we were uh, starting to work on this uh, episode, you were like, make sure you play the Super Famicom uh, translation ROM uh, because... The, you don't want to play, which I'm surprised. Like, I would assume the GBA version would be a little better, but when you think about no! how this... Yeah, well, <laughs> well, when you think about how this game is using PlayStation assets on Super Nintendo, you go back another step, as much as the Game Boy Advance is a beautiful, beautiful system, uh, I could see how it didn't maybe have the full power of a Super Nintendo. Yeah, the GBA was great, and there was a lot of great ports to it. This wasn't one of them, and you need all four buttons to play this game. And the GBA don't have all four face buttons. You know, they have the shoulder buttons. And depending on which version of the GBA you got, uh, those are either comfortable to use or not comfortable to use. So for this particular game, between losing two of the face buttons and also crunching down the screen even further, uh, it's unplayable. But we're not going to get into that because our mission statement is to play and rank every Mega Man game. So Mega Man and Base for the GBA will be reviewed in a future episode. Oh, boy. Yeah, someone out there nominate it. Uh, I'm aware of this other port for the Wonder Swan. I don't know if you're aware of that port. I but am. Yeah, I, I, I did find that in my research. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to have to play a black and white version of this game. Which is worse. Oh, no. Inafune and his team wanted to create an original experience with this game while staying true to the original series formula, and I think they achieved it, for better or worse. Uh, what I mean by that is, for me, this game is very reminiscent of Super Mario Bros. 2, the Japanese version, not our version, which is considerably better in my opinion only because it's more fun to play whereas the japanese super mario brothers 2 is, is more punishing but the idea behind super mario brothers 2 was to give yet another challenge to players who had played the original game to exhaustion they, they had seen every nook and cranny they knew all the tricks they they knew how to exploit glitches and everything at that point so they they were releasing a game in an era before there was DLC. And uh, Rockman and Forte, for me, feels like it. Rockman and Forte would be the last game released in the mainline Mega Man series until 2008 with Mega Man 9, which was a considerable step back to this game, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's... We did discuss that on Mega Man 9, our episode for that, and how, you know, going back to the 8-bit style and making it even more difficult was not good if you want uh, an evolution of a character, which uh, was happening with Mega Man X over on the PlayStation at this point. So this just, it, I, yeah, this seems all, but I don't, my, cash grab. I'm going to say cash grab. You think so? Eh. Let's talk about the story first. Well, considering I don't speak Japanese. You don't? Uh, Nani? He doesn't speak Japanese. We need another host. Oh, yeah, keep going, Keith. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I've gotten from the English manual for Mega Man and Bass, 
Same story. Also, I love how this is written. A declaration of crime from the criminal. A surprise <laughs> declaration has been received from the man who took over Wiley's base. The message reveals that the illegal trespasser is King, not the guy from Tekken. Ah. Right, which at this time, I mean, I know yeah. I was playing like Tekken 2 at this point. I was not <laughs> trying to play this goddamn game. Um, <laughs> King states that any robot who proves himself superior to human beings should rule the earth. King goes on to include a threat to steal the robot data from the museum, which I'm going to guess is the one we saw in Mega Man 7? Shrug? Yeah. Uh, right. This game opens with the robot museum, but it's not the same cool robot museum from from seven i guess because that one got destroyed they rebuilt it with less cool statues of the old robot ma I, they weren't even statues were they they were like they were the old robot masters frozen in time because in seven wiley steals what guts man yeah and turns to, him into to like make a the bigger robot yeah 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 and a bunch of others we assume he steals and also uh i mean we're not there yet but this doesn't have that rock and soundtrack which was like the one high point of that game yeah, we'll uh, get to it, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, officials are taking the statements and threats with the most extreme seriousness. Mega Man and Base are sent out on the double to investigate. Mm. No explanation of why Base is working with Mega Man in the manual. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's because everybody at this point assumes Wily is dead. Uh, Wily's been captured, oh, I he's think, in prison defeated. Again. Right, yeah, he's right, in prison. Right. He's never been killed because <sighs> I robots can't kill people. I know, but I want and that like alternate ending, like Mac and Me, where Mega Man actually just shoots Doctor Wily <laughs> at the end of uh, was that Mega Man Six? I think is the one where he's like, "I am more than a machine." Right, right. Or is that eight? That might be seven or eight, actually. Whichever, but yes, oh, I do whatever. remember. God, we've played too many Mega Man games. Jesus Christ. I know, I know. We did we did play, but it, it felt like I had never played a Mega Man game before when I jumped into this. I was like, man, am I just rusty, or is this game incredibly hard? It's incredibly hard. I mean, you get the choice between playing as Rockman Mega Man or Forte Bass, and when Keith and I were originally talking about it, I'm like, well, you know, if you're having a hard time at it, play as Bass because it's easier, and that's half true. It's actually not easier to play the game. It's there's a certain uh, strategy between the two characters, at least in my opinion, and I jump back and forth between the two. For me, in my understanding of the game, playing as Mega Man makes the boss battles a little bit easier because you do have the charge shot, and this could just be pure conjecture on my part, but I actually think the boss are not as aggressive when you're Mega Man as opposed to being base. Base is fantastic for the stages. He's got a double jump and he's got a speed dash. So between those two things, you can like just cut through a lot of the hazards within the stages. However, his shot, uh, because he can do this rapid fire... He shoots like a Contra dude with, without the ducking. Without ducking, yeah, which that comes into a thing, especially when you're using the double jump, you can hit spikes constantly if you're not careful. Uh, but his shot only does one damage. So he bursts out three shots, but that's only three damage, whereas Mega Man, you're hammering on the button, but each one of his shots, I believe, equals two damage. And then the buster is like five. Wow. So, you, you, yeah, you can cut through the bosses easier, particularly when you're first starting out. There's little improvements. There is a shop. The shop returns. You can collect bolts to unlock different power-ups, which I can't recommend enough. There's a there's a lot of spikes in this game, and you're definitely want going to want to unlock the, the second chance on the spikes where it doesn't kill you instantly. You hit them once, and you get a little bit of damage, and you can jump off them because there is a ton of spikes in this game like Mega Man 7. The stages feel very claustrophobic because you're dealing with very big, beautiful sprites but they consume a lot of the screen real estate. So because of that, there's not a ton of enemies on the screen, but there's a lot of hazards within the screen and a lot of what I would consider cheap hazards. Not at a Mega Man 9 level, but, you know, there's spikes hidden behind other sprites. Like, that's not cool, in my opinion. You jump down, you think you're jumping into, like, a pile of junk, and then there's spikes there, and it kills you. Yeah, I had that happen to me. That moment, exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, that sucks yeah. shit. Like, yeah. that, that just sucks shit. Like, I don't mind the, the, you know, right off the first stage, okay, when you're playing, you're like, all right, I'm in the robot museum, and it seems like pretty standard affair. I didn't even know I was in the robot museum at first, because it just didn't look anything like the one I had experienced before. Right, right. And then you meet King, and he just 
just fucking annihilates Proto Man. I mean, Proto Man doesn't even get a shot off, and he just cuts him in half. It's a very uh, zero versus vile moment. Yeah, what am I fighting for? <laughs> <laughs> so right after that moment, cutscene, you chase after King, and now you're fighting a devil. And I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? Like, it at least right off the bat tells you, like, no, this is going to be a more challenging game. The devil isn't incredibly challenging. And if you fought other devils in the past, it's probably one of the easiest devil fights. But it definitely caught me off guard where I was not expecting my first, you know, boss encounter to be a fucking devil on the first stage. No, neither was I. And he isn't that bad. He has a pretty simple pattern uh, you can follow. And he feels so downgraded because he's just standing still. Yeah. Like he yeah. doesn't zip across the room like he normally does. It's like, once again, they've taken a PlayStation asset and thrown it back on the Super Nintendo where they're like, well, we got to get rid of all these frames of animation. He's not going to fly across the screen. He's just going to drop goops and we'll have that cool effect where you shoot him and you can hit him in the eye. But beyond that, like it's I've seen, we've seen this. Sure. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of other things within this game that we haven't seen before. True. And it, they're worth noting, like a lot of the mini bosses are completely new for this game. There are six new Robot Masters. Tengu Man and Astro Man both return from Mega Man 8, which makes this game feel more like a Gaiden adventure than it does a sequential game. And again, they just painted themselves into a corner. Like, you can't call it 9 when it's on the older hardware. And then how do you bounce off? You can't do Rockman and Forte 2 on the PlayStation, right? Because now you're referencing a game that came out on the, the competitor's older hardware. And PlayStation didn't want this stuff. They, at the time, didn't want pixel-based platformers, which, you know, in 2021 is great to laugh at because when you say, hey, what are your favorite games on the PlayStation? Most people, a lot of people say Final Fantasy VII. But I think, like, true heads are going to say stuff like Symphony of the Night. The stuff that held up the best is the 2D 2.5 stuff like your Mega Man 8, your Symphony of the Night, your Tomba, or very late releases on the PlayStation like Tron Bond's Misadventures or what was the last uh, Final Fantasy 9 looked very good. Final Fantasy 9 looked very good on the PlayStation. Like very late, late era. Once the DualShock came out, those games start to hold up more than the original games like your Siphon Filters, which I enjoyed. But like now going back and seeing your blocky marionettes with your tank controls, eh, it's not as fun. It's not as fun as it was back in 95. No, no. I always, uh, in my mind, go back to Zero Divide is one of the things I go back to, which was a robot mm-hmm. fighting game that back then, yeah, I could see the robots. Now I'm just like, what are these blocks? It was like balls, but on the PlayStation. <laughs> but the, I do agree with you. This game feels like playing Street Fighter Alpha on the Super Nintendo or playing Mm -hmm. Virtua Fighter on the 32X where it's like, hey, wow, look, they pulled it off on this older limited hardware. That's impressive. And for me, I I was more impressed by it. And I understand why PlayStation kind of did not want this type of thing and really forced developers like, hey, if you're going to do a 2D game, you got to have some polygons in there somewhere, whether it's in the background or in the foreground, whatever. It has to be in the game. Like, that's the whole reason in Symphony of the Night, your save points are that weird polygonal coffin that kind of seems out of place it's because you needed something that they couldn't do on the previous hardware because sony was very familiar with nintendo's hardware at that time and probably was very aware that a game like Mega Man 8 was very doable on the older hardwares and they didn't want that they wanted to be distinct they wanted to be different they wanted jumping flash (laughs) (laughs) which not a terrible game but not the best looking game it's a great early early console release it's not uh what what was that one on playstation 2 that a fantavision Oh boy, yes. Like, it's not Fantavision. Jumping Flash, great launch title. Let's get back real quick to some of the creative choices within this game that make it distinct from Mega Man 8. Is this the game Keith was always referencing when he was talking about branching paths? Probably not, but the boss select screen is different, and I think it's pretty cool. It's 
kind of like seven where you're only presented with a limited number of robot masters when you first start out but it's different even from that where when you first start out you see this flow chart and there's only three options and your three options are and i'm trying to pull from memory cold man i know for sure because that's the first guy you want to go after astro man i think is the other one and um is it ground man or is it the the Ignite Man. A Burner Man? I think he might be there. He might be in one of the other branches. I, I played this over a couple days, so like, try to pull out in the back of my mind, like... It's all blending together. Yeah, all days are blending together. That's what happens as you get old, right? It's just like, is it Tuesday or is it last Tuesday? I did like this. It reminded me of Bionic Commando, kind of, where you have that level select screen and you can go one way, you can go another way, get different powers as you go. They do have these CDs you can collect, which just have info on different characters and stuff. I think right. I never... Okay, because I realized I never looked at that screen, but there was that collector part of me that was like, oh, I got to get all these little collectibles as I go through the level if I can, because obviously it must add up to something good. But yeah, it gives you a little bit more backstory about the characters and the world you're in, which is neat. And again, that would that would be something that you would see on the next generation. And if this was for a younger, newer audience, now you kind of know you can look into it and learn more about Mega Man. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't say it was so much for the the new audience i would say it's for either for economic reasons you just don't have the new console or you're the little brother yeah that's what i was thinking too it's a hand-me-down kind of game yeah i now this game wasn't released in america till the early 2000s on the gba but i know with my own experience like i was still playing super nintendo well into the playstation era because i got mine not incredibly late but probably about a quarter of the way through its life and uh i gave my super nintendo to my younger brother so there's an instance where you know the younger generation got the older hardware it was a hand-me-down and then when he got bored with it i took it back and i ended up for economic reasons just playing my super nintendo more because i didn't have a ton of playstation games you know i had a couple 80 hour jrpgs and a couple fighters and that was it so you know i wanted to go back and play super punch out if this would have been released in america chances are i probably would have picked it up because i had played Mega Man 8 on the playstation and really enjoyed it and here's another Mega Man title for a system that I had and chances are if it was released here it probably would have been a budget title because of it being on the older hardware. I loved Mega Man and the year prior 1997 I loved Mega Man X4 uh, where I got to play a zero. So yeah, maybe if this came out for Super Nintendo, I would rent it. Like it definitely would have been a title I would have rented. I, re I That was something I did a lot as a kid. Yeah, I would have sought it out specifically because in X4 you could play zero. Now I could play bass. I definitely would want to play as him because he's a bad boy. And even in my playthrough here, I just played his forte. I never even actually tried Mega Man. So, because uh, I was also hoping we'd have a third here who maybe would have played as Mega Man and would have had... You know, with three people between us, we could have gotten the whole experience. But, uh, you know, now you had to pull double duty. Yeah, and I dabbled between the two. It's not like I did two full playthroughs. I definitely enjoyed playing as Forte more because he operates similar to X from the Mega Man X series. Mm -hmm. You don't have the wall jump, but you got that speed dash and the double jump. And boy, does that help a lot. Some other cool things that this game does, aside from this branching path with the Robot Masters, and I'll run through the Robot Masters real quick right after this, but again, there's the items in the shop which return, and that's uh, another one I really want to recommend, is there's something called like a counter hit or a counter attack, and basically all it is is it doubles your attack when you're at critical health. So when Rockman or Forte are like keeled over, panting, and like holding their arm, that's when they do the most damage. So there's like some risk and reward or mid-maxing happening, which I really think is neat. And I would strongly recommend picking that up as well on top of the spike thing. Because there are so many things that are going to hit you and, and you're going to take damage from that having that little boost from your shot helps tremendously, especially when you're Forte with the uh, the automatic shooting. And the other kind of cool thing that I thought this game introduced was this, I guess I'd call it a crystal. It was the crystal stage on the map. Yeah, the second to last level they had there, yeah. You'd go there and it, you have to do this to complete the game. But I didn't realize that at first. I just thought it was a way to get some more bolts. So you go there and it gives you these little challenges. And you don't really know which room is which because it looks like the old school teleport room for the gauntlet. That's what happened. To, yeah, I went in there and I was like, okay, we're just right at the gauntlet. Instead, it's these 
little challenges. They're kind of like puzzles where you have to use the robot master shot and it's a skill shot and you have to hit this target. And when you hit the target, you get a giant bolt worth 15 bolts, I think. You're going to want to do that because you're going to want to buy things from the store, but you have to do it to prove that, I guess prove, but like show that you've unlocked all the bosses. I don't know why it's mandatory. Should be more optional in my opinion, but I think that's a cool thing that we never saw again. Yeah, and it's good because if you don't want to have to grind for all those bolts, it's a way mm -hmm. right before the end of the game, then go, hey, did you get the power-up that halves damage? Did you get the power-up that lets uh, base shoot through walls? Or, you know, because I went for those. Right. I went for the high-end power-ups. I, like, waited, saved beyond getting the escape ability, you know, when you can leave a level you completed, because I thought maybe there'd be stuff you have to go back and get. Right. And uh, that's one of my favorite things they introduced in the evolution of games, which they did in the X series, because you have to be able to go back and get those parts i guess in this game it's just to get the the discs but i preferred the uh as far as power-ups spikes were a bit of a problem you know rom i'm using save states so it, it wasn't terrible but uh i liked the one that powered up base's weapon and just made it a little more powerful uh and that just made taking out enemies way easier uh, as you're getting through the levels as you can zip through them and take these very evident paths you should be taking as him that seem to go over so many things that you can just avoid yeah i look through some strategies with the characters and the first three are always the same but how it ends it's kind of recommended differently depending on whether you're playing rockman or forte i would not go into this game blind unless you're atoning for some sort of sins or something or you just like you're still getting pushed in i would look at at an FAQ, I would watch a you know very talented pro gamer play through it, speed run it or whatever, because you'll learn little tricks that you're like, oh, okay. It makes the game a little bit more manageable. And I could understand the criticism of, well, why do I have to look through an FAQ or watch somebody do it? Well, you got to consider the time too, my dude. Like, yeah, all right, this is 1998. You know what was really popular in 1998? Buying fucking primo strat guides for every goddamn game that you got that would literally hold your hand and wipe your ass through a 40 or 80 hour JRPG. So don't come at me with, oh, why do I go look at an FAQ? Because I was alive in 98. We were all looking at FAQs. We were all talking about the game we were playing. We were all giving each other pro strats like we came up with it ourselves instead of reading it out of fucking Game Pro. Uh, the other criticism of this game that I think uh, holds no weight is the Robot Masters. These are the dumbest Robot Masters ever. From a series that has fucking Gemini Man, Flower Man, Hard Man, Wood Man, Wood Man, who came out in the second game. These are these are the worst robot masters. There's your elements that are going to be repeated. So you're going to have an ice guy. You're going to have a fire guy. You're going to have a, a ground and pound guy, right? That's expected from this series. Get real. You're not a Mega Man fan if you think any of these robot masters are out of place. Uh, and let's go through them right now. I, I, Keith, you can disagree with me if you'd like. I just, I think we're on the same page with that one. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's just... Uh, with these robot masters, uh, beyond Tengu Man and Galaxy Man, as we've seen them before... Astro Man. Or Astro Man. Sorry, I wrote That's Galaxy okay. down in my notes. But uh, Tengu Man and Astro Man, we've seen them before, so yeah. beyond them, I think these are all good designs, except maybe like Cold Man, who just seems a little weak. He looks cool. He, he looks really cool. He looks cool. like the Block Boy from Eleven a little bit. A little bit. I don't know. He seems kind of plain to me. He's the only one I didn't really like, because once I got to Magic Man, I was like, that oh, is yeah. a fucking killer design that I wish we were you were doing a Mega Man shirt this year because that's one where I'm like <laughs> I want Kyle because you the way because just thinking about the way you drew uh Petal Man like Magic Man would look even oh man better. he's got so much sass I love Magic Man yeah totally him and Pirate Man are my two favorite robot masters from this game I really dig Pirate Man yeah I was gonna say if anyone who's who out there is hating on these robot masters one of them is a pirate like how <laughs> can you hate on that and not only that but that particular boss battle you're using I'm, I'm trying to remember who you use to defeat him is it burner man's weapon yeah wave burner yeah so when you use that on the stage it looks different from that boss battle because you're underwater they mm -hmm. gave it they gave enough shit <laughs> to make sure that your sprite looked different because you were underwater i can't knock the game for that no and they have cool intros like they always do oh, yeah. or they yeah. did in the later games which started in like 
I think started in eight. You get a nice profile pick. You get a nice sprite action from the boss when you select them. When you select between Rockman or Forte, you get these like four comic panels showing you what their abilities are. There's some great presentation, artwork presentation yeah. in this game. You got Cold Man, Burner Man, Pirate Man, Astro Man, Dynamo Man, who... <laughs> We talked about last episode with Mega Man DOS. There's no connection, I'm sure, between those two. You just made me realize that. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize it was the same name till now. And like Dynamo Man looks like Bubble Man's like cousin or something to me. Like with the, yeah. you know, like he doesn't have the snorkel thing on his face, but he has that same design. He's neat because he's another, I, th- I think he's the second robot master that has a healing ability. And oh boy, does he take advantage of that healing ability. He's very tough. <laughs> Yeah, he when he did that, I was like, you... And it was one of those uh, where I had to be reminded again, like, wait, who... Oh, yeah, Shade Man had that ability. Right, he could heal. He only used that ability when he snatched it up, and then he would, like, I don't know, suck your robot blood, I guess. Oil, I guess. I'm going to say oil. And, yeah, and Dynamo Man flies up into the top of the screen, and it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to heal now unless you stop me. They're all very tough, but I would say that's probably the toughest boss battle of the main Robot Masters. The later stages are impossible, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, Dynamo Man's power, the copy vision, where you make a copy of yourself that shoots, it's very similar to uh, a Robot Master from Mega Man X4, which came out the year before, which involved making a a copy of yourself. It's almost like the people who worked in that game and this game, like, existed in the same company or something. (laughs) Yeah, like, these new people and these seasoned veterans while making other games got together and made this in a year. Yeah, and that's why it's hard for me to, like, say that this is a cash grab so much as it's just hey there's a huge installed base here with this console people are still playing this console and we're not seeing the same numbers maybe maybe i don't know with our most recent releases so let's put one out there and see if it works there, you know, yeah this couldn't have been like a big money investment considering uh right. reuse of assets and stuff and like that. we got reuse of assets we got some new ideas we can pepper in or try out or experiment with i think there is care put behind this game And maybe I'm just saying that because I've just recently played through a lot of bad Sonic games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so glad you didn't ask me to be on that show. (laughs) Oh, man, never never been happier you weren't like, come do this Sonic show with me because I would have done it. This game isn't terrible. It felt kind of sluggish at first when I I first picked it up, but Mm -hmm. I realized that's just because it has less frames of animation than I'm used to seeing out of these sprites because does it do that bad of a job thinking about it and actually talking about it with you as we always say like when we talk about something our opinions end up changing as we go through it right you know especially and the game looks as good as it could you know what i mean oh like yeah it, yeah how they pretty successfully use these playstation assets i expected it to maybe look a little smoother but once i started playing feels great because i'm used to how x plays and forte plays just like as we said plays just like x it's, it's yeah great. the controls felt like Mega Man 7 to me and i think we both said that that game did feel a little off because we had just come off of a bunch of games using the same engine on the NES, which all felt, for the most part, very smooth and tight, because once you got used to playing those games, it was like, you know, once you got used to Mega Man 3, all the other games were just within the same canon, right? So where, you know, 7 was such a departure that, and then 8 was a departure from that, so going back to how 7 feels, yeah, it, I, I would say it's a little sluggish. I would say most people are going to emulate this. Be careful with the ROM that you're using. Be careful with the emulator that you're using. Make sure you're not playing the GBA version because that will definitely affect your enjoyment of the game and affect the controls for sure. Uh, I did play this originally on my Raspberry Pi and felt tremendously sluggish. And uh, then I I played a ROM hack from romhacking.net to just get an English, you know, translation on the Super Nintendo Mini. And I don't, I guess it's whatever emulator is on there or whatever hack she does to the system when you hack it. So much smoother, so much faster. It felt wrong when I was playing it on the Pi, which is why I made the jump. And it still feels, quote unquote, sluggish, but not in the ways of like, oh man, this game is having trouble running. Yeah. And it, and it felt fine uh, playing it for myself. I just, you know, considering I have like a 10-year-old laptop, ran like a dream, and it's it's not hard to find a, a translation of this for the Super Famicom. Sure. And it's Mega Man. You don't need, like, to know what, you know what the story is. Wily's making, you know, moves, and you got to stop him. 
No, no, King is making moves. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, King, King, sure, sure. Yeah, it's not that you get to the end and beat up King and then, you know, oh, no, look, it's Wily who's had King under his control. Yeah. Now King begs you to stop him, and then you stop him, and then you think King's dead, but he's not. Right. And uh, because I see this in her notes, yeah, the music ain't that great at all. It doesn't have the Robot Master Museum music, <laughs> so I hate it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, this soundtrack was split evenly between two different composers, from what I gather. And because of that, the soundtrack is probably one of the more diverse Mega Man soundtracks I've listened through. And people who are familiar with the shows and familiar with me know that, like, I'll play through a game and try to get a feel for the music while I'm playing, but then I'll also listen to the entire soundtrack outside of the game, just so I can really appreciate it. Is this my favorite Mega Man soundtrack? No. Um, is it a great Mega Man soundtrack? No. It's very comparable to 7 because of the hardware it was on. Uh, but I think it's more diverse than 7, where there's some tracks that are very funky. There is a little bit of butt rock. I think the, the track that's most similar to what people would expect from a Mega Man game would be like the final encounter with Wily, because it's the most butt rock you're gonna get from this soundtrack. Uh, but I like some of the, the funkier flares or the more ethereal flares. I thought Dynamo's stage was good. Um, I thought Pirate Man's stage was good. It was appropriate. But yeah, it's not its not my favorite. And I, I like Mega Man 8's soundtrack much more than this. And that's even a departure from what I like from a Mega Man soundtrack. Yeah, I think Dynamo Man was the only track that actually stood out to me from this game actually playing through it. I remember, because I always just try to see what, what song's gonna hit me, which one is gonna be my favorite. And that was the only one that actually stood out, uh, thinking back was his. And the only other thing that stuck in my head from leaving this game on the screen and walking away is because that this while that stage select screen is really cool, is this the worst music in a Mega Man? Game? <laughs> I didn't hate ugh. it as much, but it is it gets it's great. I also sure. left it on the screen because like I'll be playing, I'll like oh I gotta do it, I'll come back, and it like it's just resonating through the house, and I'm just like. Oh, Left. I should have muted my computer. <laughs> the no. the soundtrack it, uh, has a sound and feel like seven, but has the sensibilities of eight. If that makes sense, where you know we were done with eight. That happened two years ago, so we have an idea of like that type of Mega Man music now. So let's see what we can do on the older hardware. I think it's fine. It's very serviceable. Yeah, I, I, I know I, I use such words sometimes for the, it's like lifeless or bland. It, right, right. Once again, we're always speaking within Mega Man games. Sure, yeah, yeah. If you're comparing it to another Mega Man game, no. This this is a little lifeless and bland uh, comparing it to most. But if you're comparing games. it to Young Merlin on the Super Nintendo, this is the greatest fucking soundtrack you've ever heard. Oh, yeah, or uh, Cheetah Man or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Actually, no, Cheetah Man's a pretty rocking track now that I think about it. But, uh, yeah, no, if this was 1998, Symphony of the Night came out the year before. One of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Like, there's, it, it's, it's, what's it, like, I, I was thinking. Different hardware, like, though. Different hardware. Different, different hardware. Yeah. And, and just Mega Man, I've noticed the further we get, they're very, like, one, like, one step forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and I guess because they had a big enough team to work in two separate places where the X team is moving forward and this other team is like going, like just re, like stepping backwards and doing the same things. Uh, they had I don't know. It's like, I wish, wish I had someone at Capcom I could talk to to be like, what was really the decision behind this game? Like, did you expect to make a Mega Man 9 on the PlayStation or were you planning to right. do that on were you going to continue that series still on the Super Nintendo? Like, you already moved to the PlayStation with 8, but I guess since it didn't do very well, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Inafune, come on our show. Come talk please, to us. Please. Please come on our show, Inafune. We would love to talk to a translator to talk to you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Animation. The Hot-Blooded Challenger Club podcasts are a proud affiliate of Animation Legends. 
Head on over to AnimationLegends.com and scope the large assortment of animation cells they're offering. Own a piece of animation history. For just $25, you can get five different cells from some of your favorite animated shows. Shows like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Vampire Hunter D, Captain N, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Star Wars Ewoks, and many other. And you can pay even less with our special promo code RINGS at checkout. That's R-I-N-G-S. Go to AnimationLegends.com or click the link in this show's description and tell them that the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club sent you with our promo code RINGS. Oh, hey there, listener. I didn't see you come in. Well, since you're here, let me personally thank you for listening to this program. If you'd like to show your support a little bit further, check out the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. That's hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can become a member for as little as a dollar a month. And with that dollar, you get access, early access, to premium episodes of this very podcast. What's a premium episode? Additional content that's cut just for club members. You could be listening to that instead of this advertisement right now. And hey, don't have the buck, but want to support the show? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. Honestly, it it goes so far to help our algorithm, so one day you could hear me advertising for uh, comfortable underoos, or a really good mattress, or yet another subscription box. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the show. And we are back. That was stupid and fun. And if you missed it, it's because you're not a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. What are you doing? You're listening to advertisements instead of choice exclusive content that's cut just for club members. Head on over to hotbloodedchallenger.club and become a member for as little as a buck a month. Let's wrap up on Rockman and Forte. I think this is... A fine Mega Man title that I would recommend uh, people to seek out and play uh, and just experience. It's probably not going to be your favorite Mega Man title, uh, but I think it's a lot better than what people kind of sling at it. It's not the worst Mega Man game I've ever played, that's for sure. That goes to DOS. Uh, but it's also like better than some of the other main la- uh, mainline games. And I think if... You do look at a strategy guide or two, and you do watch somebody uh, play through some of those robot masters. There's some enjoyment to be had. It's very challenging. If you're getting into the Mega Man series and you're getting good at it, test yourself against this would be, you know, my recommendation. And if you really love Mega Man 8, check it out. You know, personal history. The first time I experienced this game was through emulation back in like the early 2000s. And it threw me through a loop because wasn't super familiar with base aside from that opening animated cutscene in the uh, in Mega Man Eight. And so, okay, cool, I can play as him. And then the just the whole way the game started out was kind of like foreign to me. It was like, oh, this is like X, where you start out in the street or whatever. And now, then I saw this branching path, and it just was too much for me to digest back then. I was like, this is. This, I'm going to play something else because to be fair, once emulation was kind of easy to do, I don't know about you, but all I did was like, I jumped into this game for 15 minutes and jumped out. I went to this game for 15 minutes, went out and I kind of forgot about Rockman and Forte until we started doing this project. And for me, I found some enjoyment in the offerings just purely from being a fan of the series and seeing how it evolved and seeing the chances that were taken with this particular title. Like the Simon Says mini bosses, you know, or just some of the character designs with the mini bosses particular. I I thought they were neat. Yeah, I don't think it's it's definitely not the worst. I mean, uh, DOS is so admirable, but it's just not a great game. Uh, and I can see why this game was never brought to the U.S. initially. I mean, the the PlayStation, the N64, so hot. Like, why would you even try? I think the Super Nintendo died off here a little faster beyond hand-me-downs. You know, I think King is 
a bit of an uninspired and boring, you know, fake out BBEG. Uh, that's big, bad, evil guy. Cossack, as I mentioned before, already did it better. He's a more developed character. Being a human who is being, you know, twisted into doing this because his daughter's been kidnapped instead of just, here's another robot Wiley made that he's gonna make you think is a bad guy. Or it's not, like he's just brainwashed. I don't know. I didn't finish the game. I'm sorry, guys. It's tough. That uh, last it, tank level is very hard if you don't know particularly what you're supposed to do. And it takes a very long time. Yeah, I hated that tank. I kept going back and forth and back and like just just like and I noticed you can't hit the thing on top. Like it just wouldn't give me enough space to jump, shoot the thing that opens on top and still get out of the way of his bombs or him just running into me. Right. At that, that was the point in the game. Now that we're wrapping up, that was where I had to stop. I was just like, I can't get past this guy. This is just felt painful and boring and like waiting that long for an opening on a boss that does have a pattern. I love a well-patterned platform boss. So my favorite things is to play a game and go, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, and we should note that all the bosses in this game have more than one attack and all have different strategies. It's not just the jumping and shooting, but it's not really that much of a surprise because that wasn't the case in 7 either or 8. Yeah, and it had the... Uh we didn't say it before, it has all the cool special animations for when you damage them with specific weapons mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It does all those fun things that uh, 7 and 8 did. But even more so, which I can't wait till we get to it, Mega Man X4 came out in 1997, has a better storyline, even with a really obvious twist like this one has. And we have to eventually cover it on this show because for me, it's one of the best Mega Man games ever in my own personal rankings. Well, your personal rankings aside, where would you rank Rockman and Forte on our definitive list of greatest Mega Man titles of all time as ranked by 20XX? I, I was having a little difficulty because, you know, it's 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 better than DOS. Yo, sure. It's better than 9. Yes, without a doubt. As much as I have said I love Mega Man for story, probably plays a little bit better and is a bit more of a fair challenge than 4 is, as 4 is also pretty difficult mm -hmm. and has too many bosses. That That's the reason 4 sucks, is 4 has a double castle. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. That was four like, is, I'm four. so tired of, the, can we just wrap this up? 4 is not good. I'm I'm sorry. No, four, and this does it better because is, there's only one Wily stage, right? Yeah, there's, it's a multi-layered fortress, but you're not jumping back and forth after you complete the gauntlet. Yeah, you complete the gauntlet, you fight King, and then Wily shows up and you fight Wily. Like, it's not, you beat Cossack, now go through a, a three more levels. Like, holy crap. So, I mean, I don't want to put it above six, which is at nine. Like, it definitely has to be somewhere within uh, 10 to 13, which would mean it's it's somewhere, it, I would say it either goes above, it goes above Mega Man 4, like right in between uh, 10 and 4 at, at 11. I, I say it's number 10 or number 11 on our list at this point. I'm comfortable with bouncing Mega Man 10 down to our 11th place spot because this game, this game, first of all, lets you play as base first. You know, I know you get to do that in 10, but this game did it prior to that and there are more interesting things i think happening in this game as opposed to 10 i had f fun playing 10 i know it's dialing it back to the 8-bit era but as we've talked about numerous times on many different episodes i like seeing an evolution in this game in the series rather and i think this game does it definitely better than 10 does and also base in 10 is just a cakewalk when you play base in this there's still a challenge there even with his double jump you just get to play the game differently as long as you're comfortable with it, let's put uh, yeah. Rockman Forte at our number 10 spot. I like that. I think that's a great spot for Rockman and Forte. All right, great. And I'm sure Mega Man and Base will go way lower than it. <laughs> yes, for the GBA. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we might be in DOS territory with that one. I know. I'm, I'm excited to, I, I, you know, looking ahead uh, since we, the field is wide open, guys. So please... You know, do make sure you uh, go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I believe it's known as, and rank us. Give us a five-star ranking, and if you give us five stars, you can nominate a game to hear on the podcast. And uh, if you need any ideas, Mega Man X4. We don't even need to play X2 or 3 yet. We could just go right to X4. That's the great thing. This isn't chronological, as you can see now. I mean, you could recommend we play, oh, God, I can't even think, what's a really obscure 
Oh, you could have us play Battle Network for Christ's sake. Oh, boy. No, we would not, but we would not finish it. That's a JRPG. <laughs> no, no, we're not finishing That's it. That's not a game we'll we're going to finish. Right. Oh, yeah, I played it back when it came out. I played a good chunk of the beginning of that game, and I would gladly go back and experience the first four to five hours of that game again to, to rank it, I think. Yeah, and thanks for pointing that out, Keith. You can nominate a game for us to discuss right here on 20XX, just like Scruffzilla did on iTunes by leaving a five-star review. Thank you, Scruffzilla, for your uh, kind words and fantastic five-star review. And uh, I hope we did your nomination justice on this episode. And with that said, uh, that just about does it for us. I'd like to thank our host. (laughs) Sorry, John, for joining me on this episode, as well as the members of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, without whom this podcast does not happen. It doesn't. So you listen on the free feed. I appreciate it. If you don't have the money to join the club, that's cool. But please support our sponsors because it does help keep this show going. But maybe you got a buck you can spare each month and you want to become a member. Go on and visit hotbloodchallenger.club. You can nominate a Mega Man game for us to discuss by leaving us a five-star review on, yes, Apple Podcasts, but also Stitcher with your nomination. And you can fast-track that nomination by becoming... A member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. That's right, Keith. Yeah. Oh, was I supposed to say that? I'm so sorry. Usually you do this whole outfit. But yeah, become a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. You can leave us a nomination on our Discord. If Yo, you join sure. the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, you'll 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 have already have an in with us on there if you're sure. a full member. And come join our discussions. Uh, Kyle has been curating a wonderful Spotify playlist with nominations by our listeners and right. our hosts. Uh, we'd love to discuss some music on the Discord. We have specific channels for all our different shows. Uh, join up with us. There, it's been a lot of fun on there. I've been so happy to interact with a lot of our listeners and a lot of our hosts I haven't done any shows with yet who I look forward to cutting shows with. In the future. Yeah, be sure to check out the show notes on every podcast episode for great links for all the different things we're doing. And hey, before we go, let me remind everybody that our Quarterly Retro Gaming Zine ROM Read Only Magazine Issue 2 is going to be up for pre-order soon. So go to readonlymagazine.com. It might already be up. You're going to want to pre-order it because you're going to get your issue faster than everybody else. And you're going to get a special variant cover printed on metallic cardstock that looks awesome. So head on over to readonlymagazine.com. Yeah, they look great on a bookshelf. I got I got issue one up on my shelf. I can't wait to have issue two right next to it. So with all that, until next time, get equipped! I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two. But I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that boom, boom, got all the girls changed. All the right junk in all the right places. I see the magazines working at Photoshop. We know that shit ain't real, come on now make it stop. If you got beauty, beauty, just raise them up. Cause every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mama, she told me to worry about the size. I gotta go take a piss. <laughs> <laughs>